0: This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the song of songs, which is Solomon's. So I feel like yesterday's uh, Tet verse or goodness was the wind up for the pitch. (laughs) And you know, the wind up and the pitch. For the uh, Yud verse, or the 10th verse that is coming today with Yud being the idea of bringing light. And oh my goodness, does this verse have to do with light? And and it's really, really a beautiful thing uh, as I've pondered this and pondered it, is that here we have the beloved. It was Jesus that was describing his bride so beautifully. And then he said that the queens, the concubines, they praised her well here we're going to hear their praise and their praise is the Hallel, so to speak which is that idea of bringing light and so here we're going to hear all about the light that she brings from the daughters of jerusalem so you know how neat is it there that um you know jesus is sharing what it was that the daughters praised and again the fruit of what happened in chapter 5 and so here comes all this light and I think you'll see it. So here we are in English, the Yud verse of the 6th chapter of the Song of Solomon. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners? (laughs) Wow, so... Really, really beautiful stuff. If you look at this in Hebrew and study it, it, that who is it that looketh forth as the morning is that idea of the anticipation of the sun coming up, okay? And it has everything to do with seeking throughout scriptures. You'll see this time and time again, quoted in the 119th Psalm, you know, that I prevented the dawning of the morning and cried. You know, all those things have to do with this idea of seeking God like you seek the sun, okay? And so here this seeking that the bride has had, has, has created, you know, this light, that here comes the morning. And then fair is the moon. Well, well the moon is, again, the word white expressed, okay? And so when you think about how white the moon is, it's because it's what? It's reflecting light, and that's what the moon does. But the moon in Hebrew is the word white expressed, not unlike the word lebanon and not unlike the word frankincense which both are derivatives of the word white because the the, the mountains in lebanon are white you know it's the with the snow and frankincense is the white um uh, you know uh, you know essentially in, incense that you burn when you look at it it's a little white rock but that whiteness gives you the smell of cleanness, right? It's a secret of pine Sol. <laughs> It's the smell of white, so to speak. And so frankincense has is, is got that idea of whiteness, as does Lebanon, which we've talked about time and time and time again. And that idea of white is that it is what is it doing? It's reflecting Jesus. That's what it does. <laughs> and so, you know, she's looking forth at the morning. She's fair as the moon. And then it says, clear as the sun. And the idea of clear is actually pure. Uh, the word that is used there is clear. And so here's this idea of you're looking through a window when you look at the bride of Jesus at looking at Jesus himself. And the sun, of course, very cool word that they use for sun, is, has everything to do with heat here. Okay, so pure as, you know, that... In other words, (laughs) there's a lot of reasons that heat works good. You know, Jesus was preferring that you would be hot and so not cold. He doesn't want to spit you out because you're lukewarm. Well, you know, you think about somebody when they begin to, you know, have a desire for love. A lot of people describe that as heat. And so here we can see that this bride is white hot. She desires Jesus in such a way that she is white hot hot. I mean, that's just, that's basically what's described and absolutely beautiful. And because she's white hot, she is terrible as an army with banners. And the best person to describe that I would say is Matthew Henry. He put it so eloquently, I am going to quote him (laughs) because I couldn't put it this eloquently as he described, you know, this event that the daughters of Jerusalem are now praising this bride as being, you know, this amazing Amazing. That's why they call her the fairest among women. So Matthew Henry here quotes Numbers 24, 5 and says, How goodly are thy tents, O Jacob. And then he goes on to say, and this again is a quote from Matthew Henry, When the church preserves her purity, meaning white, of course, she secures her honor and victory. When she is as fair as the moon and as clear as the sun, she is truly great and formidable, because again, what are we going to do? We're going to make reference again (laughs) to as terrible as an army with banners. And again, the idea of that is, you know, when you are able to look at the sun, like we've talked about eagles can do, and you can fly towards the sun, there is nothing evil that can chase after you are very, very, very formidable, okay? Because when you reflect that kind of light, you are a terror to the darkness, But the only way you're going to reflect that kind of light is to be under the blood of Christ, okay? (laughs) Because otherwise, you know, we have all this impurity, okay? But we need purity, and we don't have any purity on our own. We need his purity. And so as we can draw closer to him, you know, when we get closer to him by looking at the sun, right, we reflect all this light, which is a terror to the darkness, You know, and I just want to mention that it's interesting to me that at the beginning of the Song of Solomon in the first chapter, the daughters of Jerusalem, you might remember, were staring at the Shulamite woman, were staring at the bride of Christ. It says, Don't stare at me because I'm black, right? (laughs) Black as the tents of Kedar. They've gone from staring at her because she's black to now, you know, making these amazing statements how she is as white as the moon and as clear as the sun. I mean, this is just spectacular to see, you know, this kind of change in the daughters of Jerusalem, right? And so, you know, the question that that you have in your own mind, I'm sure, is who sees you that way, right? Your beloved sees you that way, but what he's explaining to us here is others see you that way, and it's hard. I mean, it is, because You know, we don't want to sound proud when we realize that other people see us as, you know, bright as the sun and as clear. I mean, as bright as the moon and clear as the sun. You know, we don't we don't like to see ourselves that way, you know, because of false humility, humility. But uh, clearly, Jesus is telling you that this is how, you know, that you are to be seen. You know, this is the way that that the bride of Christ should be in all, you know, her white, 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 white dress. And so if you're like me and you just can't, you know, go there, (laughs) well, think about some of the most godly people that you know. And I'm going to go back to my pastor. When I first moved to Winston-Salem, his name was Mark Quartz. And the man was just, he had bright white hair. And he just, you know, he was such a godly man. He had such grace for you. Like I've, I've talked before about how he met us in the parking lot the first time I ever met the man. You know, he he walked up to a, high. I'm Mark Quartz didn't mention that he was the pastor of the church or anything else, and just as friendly as he could be, well, about a month and a half later, after we fully realized he was pastor, he walked back up to us, and then he not only knew my name, he remembered where I worked, he remembered all my children's names, my wife's name, and, and, you know, the church had over 5,000, 6,000 members at this point in time, and we were just amazed at how this man knew all that, but more than that he knew all that, you could see in his eyes that he truly truly wanted to know about you that that kind of grace is light to me i mean you could see the light of jesus you could see the love of jesus in the man's eyes and it was remarkable it was spectacular and as a result that church had six or 7000 members or how many people mark court touched with his life i have no idea but he was he i mean he just was <laughs> to know him you know was to go and and believe me, you you wanted that man praying for you. He was as terrible as <laughs> as an army with banners, but he he clearly was like the dawning of the morning when he walked up to you. You were really really glad that he he walked up to you, and then he was bright as the moon and clear as the sun. But he well believe me, when he went to praying, it was as terrible as as a banner with as an army with banners. Oh, that God would see all of us like that, or that we would have a chance to tell somebody today, maybe, how you see that in them, right? Everybody needs that encouragement, and it is the truth, because here we see the daughters of Jerusalem are clearly describing the bride of Christ that way. And if we can do that with each other, how about his church itself? Do we see it that way? You know, I pray that I, I God will give me eyes to see that, and you too. Thank you so much for listening. I love sharing this stuff.